It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! Hey, here we are. I'm back for the first time in a while. Jason's here. Gee, he's always here. As I said, he never goes home. Asleep, he sleeps here. Sleeps here. He's got, got a cot in the back. Yeah. yeah. Actually, there Only is. Low, low key in the bench back there. You and, see, yeah. and we've got two kids in studio with us for the first time ever, I believe. Ayana is here. Ayana, is this your first time? Or was I not here the first? Ayana is Earl's daughter. She's Smarter than to- all of us in this room. She's what? Smarter than all Very of us smart, in this room put together. Good at basketball. She's going into the 10th grade, right? Sophomore. And so she's here. To, are we not going to put the camera on her? I mean, where are you guys? She's behind the camera. Side, the ball, slide this there way. Slide, there you there go. go. There she is. She's going to be like a heart surgeon or something, that right? That girl's daughter. Yeah. Heart surgeon. You can, get, you can get me together when right I get there. older. You right. can unclog my arteries right. in 10 years. Well, I'm going to need that in less than 10 years. <laughs> yeah, I need a, just a real quick stint. Yeah. Like a little, like not the yeah. whole artery, just a stint. And Aaron's here, my son as well. He's a veteran of the UCSS uh, chairs there. He's he came, been here he, about 12 times he already. He came in today. He had his Tony Stark glasses on. I like them. Yeah. I have some aviators like that, but they too dark. I don't want to use them because they'll think I'm going big time because they'll be like, you got aviators on in the club, so you can't do that. And by the way, Aaron, we, he's uh, he had a life. This is like one of the biggest life decisions. He it said, is. G. Bush, I'm thinking about moving on from my Pokemon collection. And I said, what you need to do is take some time yourself, really meditate, figure out where you want to be at, yeah. and then take your glasses and put them on and hand your cards to your father and tell me, yeah. tell him, keep these for about 30 years, I'll come back and get them, <laughs> and they'll be worth way more. There you go. There you go. Uh, by the way, tonight, uh, shout out to the teams that are playing in the Rocky River Little League Championship games tonight. Avon Lake semifinals tonight. You guys, you're uh, in? Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, we, we, we play tonight. Okay. Right. Did you get your kids back or everybody? The kid was hurt. He's uh, done, though. I right? lost a kid, our second best pitcher and yeah. cleanup hitter to a broken toe in his growth plate. Oof. It's not good. Not good. It's not good. That's so, so weird. Are you, what seed are you? The two? We're the two seed. So you're playing the three tonight? We're playing, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we play the you three. You like tonight. your chances? Uh, they're a good team. But yeah, I like Is it six innings guaranteed. Six innings guaranteed, no time limit. Yeah. I was worried. I was worried about the weather. Because yeah, it cleared up now. It did. It was because bad. if everything got pushed back into Saturday, we one of our other best kids would not be there for oh Saturday. And I'm like, well, we're done. If we lose two of our best kids, right, right, we're yeah. done. But yeah. it looks. I think we're going to be okay. All right. Well, so, good luck tonight. Yeah. What time's the game? Well, it's up in the air. It's scheduled for six. There's a chance we move to eight fifteen. There's a coaching conflict going on. Oh God! But I think a lot of controversy in your league. I think we're six o'clock tonight. I think. All right, and we got the. I've been going down to do the announcing at the at the field for our chance. Our World Series is a best of three. Is yours a best of three or is it just? Boy, I wish it was. Oh, I like that. Shout out to it was. Unfortunately, my team's not in it. You got to be on the board. I like that. But uh, but uh, 
both our minor league division, which is fourth and fifth or third and fourth graders going to fourth and fifth and our fifth and sixth graders, both are going to a deciding game three. They were both supposed to be last night. They started both games. Oh, wow. And then the rains came. So both yeah. games got suspended and they pick it so up. One, where they both left games off. are two nothing. One in the second inning, one in the bottom of the first. Yeah, and they'll be picked up tonight. So we're going to finish those games tonight. So we were at a swim meet last mm -hmm. night yeah. as the torrential oh rain is coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's what it's swimming. You're going to get wet anyway. Yeah, so they're trying to start this thing there's lightning and thunder, right? That and so yeah. they pushed it back and pushed it back. Yeah. And if the, the reschedule date was for tonight. Now, AJ, my son yeah. is less than a second away from breaking a club record that stood for over 50 years. And so he's like, Dad, if this gets pushed tomorrow, I don't know what to do. It's a playoff yeah. game versus Play yeah. the, the butterfly record. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, breaststroke. Okay. I say butterfly, butterfly. all the time. No, no kids like doing butterfly. It's uh, breaststroke. Right. And he's less than a second away. But they did get it in last night. He missed the record by, I think, nine-tenths of a second. Uh, he's got one chance left, but at least he got right. to race last night. Yeah. And we played it. And we get baseball tonight. All right. There's uh, all the Little League and, and kid updates. Let's send it to Mike for the for the first topic of the day. I Mike. am before we get to the first topic. I yeah. am very excited to announce something about the future of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Good. We have a new sponsor. Yes, and yes, this sir. is a sponsor that genuinely, and I am not exaggerating, is one of my favorite brands in the entire world. If you guys haven't heard of Bird Dogs, I don't know what you're waiting for. They're half athletic, half casual. You could wear them to the gym or out any night, any time. It's like Lululemon, but a little, uh, little more casual, a little more like able to be worn around. They're sending us a couple to test and try out. I already own a few pairs, so trust me on this one. They're elite. I can't wait for you guys to try them. Nice. And when they get in, we're going to do maybe a little UCSS fashion show with the new uh, I want to see Bull on a runway. Hey, hey McNuggets, is, runway, McNuggets is not lying. These bird dogs, shout out to them. I got a couple pairs at home. You a big dude. You can dress these sweats up, man. You can wear these. These are good quality oh, sweats. Good. They have good big Oh, listen, they got good. They got good width. They got good length. The height is all right. I love it. You, a square plus B all square. Right, welcome, you know Bird Dog. We're happy to have them. I've been board. a Lululemon guy my whole life, but I'm willing to have yeah, an open go. mind. I'm, willing I'm telling to have an open you, mind. these are awesome. They're telling us they're going to send us some tumblers, too, so we'll get some, uh, some Bird Dog tumblers and some Yetis to throw out here. But very excited to have Bird Dog on board. And, you know, I wear shorts all the time. Now that Bird Dogs is the official shorts of UCSSG, I'm looking at you. Don't you dare walk in the studio without Bird Dogs on, bro. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> well, Bird Dogs going to send them boys in here, <laughs> we will go ahead and definitely throw them joints on. So we're excited to have them and looking forward to our partnership over the next couple months yeah. with Bird Dogs. With that, we got a lot to get to. We have two guests. We have a blast from the past coming on later in the show. A former seven-footer, our yeah. seven-footer, Brad Sellers, was making an appearance. We have two guests? We have two guests. We also have one of my old Emerson oh, College yeah, right. about that. classmates <laughs> who covers one of the Guardians' top picks in the draft to give us a little breakdown on what the Guardians can expect from their six-foot-six, 98-mile-an-hour throwing 18-year-old yeah. second-round pick. By, by the way, I don't need any nudniks who cover the minor leagues putting tweets out there saying, Randy, uh, what's the kid they drafted? Ralphie the Velasquez. Velasquez. Don't, well, the, you fans have been looking for power. This kid's not going to be in the majors for like five years. I don't want to hear about his power. First of all, we don't know. If, just because he had power in high school doesn't mean he has power. <laughs> Number. Go ahead. I saw the coolest stat today, and we did this earlier. Sorry to derail. We'll get to We'll you talk derailed. about it in a second. derailing. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. In the last decade, this is one of the most fat. This is from Jay Kuda on Twitter. Yeah. Whoever in the, the hell last that is. decade. 
Yeah. Which team do you think has put the most draft picks into Major League Baseball? Not necessarily for their own team, but just guys who they drafted made the majors. What team and what percentage? I, I will say... We talking colleges? No. No, MLB teams. MLB team, they're drafted. Oh, I got it. I'll I'm say... Going back and forth between Tampa Bay and Atlanta. I'm going to say Tampa Bay at percentage of draft picks. I mean, most guys drafted in the, in later, and they used to be 40 rounds. Now there's right. only 20, so there's even a lo- there's a higher percentage now. But I'll say maybe 38% Tampa Bay. Over how many years are we do- talking? A decade. Ten years. Man, that's lower than that. 22%. I was Raves. thinking 22. Like, exactly 22. That was Jeez. the number I was thinking. You're saying Rays also? Braves. Oh, Braves, 22%. Give me the Dodgers, 20-ish percent, 18, 18%. So, the Dodgers are second ah. at 20%. Wow. Wow, that's pretty good. The Astros are first Dang. at 23%. Oh, yeah. wow. The Guardians, fourth at 18. Yeah. So, a quarter, the best team in baseball of all their draft picks. Yeah. Less than a quarter of those draft picks ever make the major league. Yeah. You can't think of that in a in – a, like a football sense because there's so many more rounds. No, I know. I'm just saying I thought it was fascinating to yeah. see that even the best, best, best team in the league at drafting, they've had 329 draft picks in the last decade. 77 reached the major leagues. Do you know who's the worst team? Oh, that's interesting. Who's the worst team? The Angels? The, the Mets. Well, yes, he, the Mets. Oh, G nailed it. Nice. Guess what percentage of the Mets draft picks in the last decade? Seven. A little higher. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 9.2. Chief Bush, holy crap. Did you see this graphic? It's the Mets at 9%. Wow, look at you. Mr. Baseball himself stumping the baseball elitist panel here of Bo and Jason. Sometimes even a blind squirrel finds a nut. That's good. That's now, it now, makes yeah. sense, though, because you'd think it would be a good team. Yep, that's been a bunch of money. You know, like, you'd say the Tigers and Royals are bad, but they bring up a lot of young guys because they stink and they don't spend a lot of money. I was like, let me see if a good this team. This is the full chart oh, in order, chart. just so you guys know. The yeah. Astros, Dodgers, Yankees, Guardians, Twins, Pirates, Mariners, Padres, Blue Jays is the top ten. Guardians, 333 draft picks over the last decade. So, 60 of those. I think have made a better. Uh, I'm curi- I'm more curious about like the top three rounds and, and what uh, the percentage but, is. But doesn't that make why why they have a Moneyball show right? And the A's are like 11. percent They're horrible. Like the A's should have all of their players. Well, playing. Moneyball's out the window. Everybody does money. Everybody does uh, uses the same. But what's now. what's crazy about that? Can yeah. you, real quick, can you throw that up one more time? The top three. Would you say the top three were Astros, Astros, Dodgers, Yankees? Three of the biggest spenders, Yankees especially Dodgers. And, that is very. The Dodgers and Yankees not only have the deepest pockets in the sports, they also are the best at drafting. Like that's terrifying. <laughs> yes, it is. That I don't that, know. that is completely, especially the Dodgers and the Dodgers trade I, I their top prospects every year, and they still I, have a top farm that's system. Crazy! What are they doing? I mean, the, the Yankees are at what twenty percent? 
where, like the Nationals down okay. the bottom, what are they at, 13? But the like, percentage doesn't matter if you're still better than everybody else and doing it. I if, you're, you. if you're identifying Major League talent at a higher level than everybody else in your sport, it, the percentages don't really matter. Well, and but then when you screw and up, when you put their money not, on top of it, you know, if, if a guy goes up to the majors for one game, sure, that, okay, you know, fine. that counts, you know. But obviously, they're pretty good. They know what they're looking for. They're I think a better good. representation would be what's the percentage of of top three rounds, or what's the percentage of players that actually have a legit major league career versus just a cup of coffee. And they, Either way, and, yeah. and you're right, that would be a more yeah. apt comparison. I think yeah. it's hard to determine what, where's the line of good major league career or not, but just to see that, yeah. I, I had never really put it into context. Yeah. To Jason's point, the three highest spending, three of the highest spending teams are also three of the best at evaluating talent, and that. And yet, in the one Yankees have not is. really been that good a franchise for the last twenty yeah, years. Yeah, it's crazy. When's the last time they won a World Series? Two thousand seven. Has it been that long? Wow. It was. Yeah, yeah. They won one since two thousand. They've only, yeah, they've won championships. It was since whatever year A Rod won it with them. Was and it Cashman 09? still has a job. Yeah, that's the most done a terrible. That's job the most there. remarkable part. Payroll so, is so, the GM. So is still my thing important. is, I always find it really fascinating that, like, if you say who's a better organization, people will say the Guardians. But they haven't won any. Like you would say, oh, they haven't won since 07, right? Yeah. But if you say the Guardians, they'd be like, oh, they're much better organization, much better run than the Yankees and Cashman. You're like, but I, I don't know. Yeah, but the Yankees have a massive advantage of a significantly higher payroll, so there's less of an excuse for them not to win the World Series. It's a. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I, I've never seen. But I, I think if you asked most. Uh, baseball people who what front office is better the Guardians or the Yankees all would say the Guardians, Guardians would are one you of the top the, three in would the you game. take the front office or the money uh the money every time you take the money the bag but take the money again all that money Brian Cashman but uh, yes but look at how it's many they won zero. look how many they won in the 90s <laughs> yeah with but all that he money. didn't put those teams together. I'm not saying him yeah, but I'm, I'm saying s- the money right I, mean, I would love like it, 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 it's you know, not you really know, this or that but, but here's the difference though in those days there weren't as many high spending teams as there are now so now it's hard it, it, I, don't, I hate to say it's harder for the high-spending teams, but there's more competition. You know what? Ideally, just retain your own guys. Like, even well, that's what the Yankees did in those in absolutely, the 90s. Absolutely. It was more about retaining their guys yes, than it's adding Jeter them. and Rivera and Posada, uh, Bernie Williams, keeping those guys under control. for. But that's yeah. why it's not even so much, okay, I don't expect Cleveland to go out and get Aaron Judge. No, no. no. But just retain the talent that you have. That's all. So just keep the guys that you have. What, what, what guys would you have liked them to see? To well, Lindor, keep? for one, I understand he hasn't been quite the same, and, the, and that trade's worked out for him okay because mm-hmm. I, I know Jimenez is down a little bit, but I think he's going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. But just, uh, you know, every time a pitcher comes up, they have to trade him. It's right. the Bieber discussion yeah. that we had. And, again, it's not a perfect comp because Bieber's struggling and it yeah. doesn't have the same velocity. But Bauer – uh, Clevenger, all these guys that right. they had to move on from. Now, in, in the Guardians' defense, they move on from these guys at the exact right time. Right. Every time. None of those guys. I mean, Bauer had the one good year, but it was COVID year. Right. That right. was it. But it's Clevenger's just – Clevenger's done nothing. You, you know when this starts, you know you got six years with them, and mm-hmm. then you're going to have to trade them. Well, uh, with the pitchers, certainly. Yeah. Uh, now, but now, Jimenez, they did sign they, long They term. signed Jimenez. They signed Ramirez. They've had, they signed two guys in the bullpen. And that's why I think – we're starting to maybe see future money. You know, we, they signed Jose to the big deal last year. They signed yeah. Jimenez to the big deal this year. Maybe this is the start of the minority ownership group eventually going to take over when the big dollars kick in in a few years. 
maybe this isn't the Dolan's concern anymore. Yeah. And, and, and again, like, I'm not bashing them. Like, yeah. I'm encouraged by the Ramirez extension last year, although it was way under market value. He took a lot less money. Right. I'm encouraged by the Jimenez deal. Like, if we can see more of that, that would be wonderful. But Mike, I think we should call – gee, one second, because I think we should call an audible here. I know we were planning on starting with the Browns. No, let's do the Guardians point, first. Let's flip-flop, do the Guardians. I think, in fact, let's play – let's do the Shohei Otani thing real quick, then get to the Guardians grades, because we're talking about transactions right now. No? Yeah, we could do that. Steve, let's go down. We're going to call an audible here. Call Excuse an audible. Me? You guys fix on that. And What were you going to say, G? Oh, I, w- I was going to say – the hitters, yes, they'll be resigning the hitters, yeah. but I don't think that they're going to ever, like, if you got a six-year period, I think they're just going to keep the guys for six years and let them ride out. I don't think they're going to ever sign uh, uh, pitchers. No. I, I think the only way we're going to see the Guardians sign a pitcher long-term is if they sign them in their first year, basically, where they can get a massive, dis- you know, like, if you could sign Gavin Williams or Tanner right Bybee right now, yeah. I think they would do something like that. If you can get one of those guys for eight years, nine years. But it, it, to, to be fair to the Guardians, they don't – listen, I've talked about how they don't spend enough a million times. Everybody knows where we stand on that. However, to be fair to them, as you said, signing pitchers into the 30s doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's incredible risk. Even a nine-year deal for Gavin Williams is unbelievable risk. Right. Pitchers are risky. They get hurt yep. all the time. Yep. Now, Gavin – Gavin Williams and Bybee, those are guys I would take a chance on. They're big, they're strong, they got great stuff, especially, you know, Bybee's got great stuff. Williams may have super great stuff. I'm kind of coming around on the six years. Just keep them for six years and move on. I'm kind of coming around on it. Especially, it it feels like players are developing faster now. Guys are making more of an impact earlier on in their careers. So ride them for six. And if he has Tommy John surgery and he's not the same pitcher, you're not right. tied into him. But that's it. I'm, I'm saying, again, I would only sign them at this point. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Because I don't want pay, paying these guys in their 30s. They can't afford it. And most pitchers in their 30s don't pitch well. There are some, but the percentage is very small. By the way, this kid, Skeens, who was the first overall draft pick by uh, – who took him again? The Pirates out of LSU. Like, there's no reason he couldn't be in the majors even this year. He'll be in the majors this year. I fully believe. I don't know if he will because it's the Pirates, but 100% by next year. And they, and they had such a heavy workload. Right. He college. pitched a lot at the it's end of the A lot of, of times year. you shut these guys down for right. a bit. Before we do grades, oh, yeah, yeah, we, I do want to yeah. touch on Shohei Otani yes. real quick. And we'll do this quick. It's not super long. Yeah. We don't have to play the tag, but I'll tell you what he said. But he was asked essentially, which American League all-star are you most excited to play with? His answer was Jose Ramirez. Yeah. So before we get into – is technically, it wasn't play with. Technically, it was to be in the dugout with. Who's he most excited to be around? Well, no, because he said Ramirez is funny. He likes talking with him. It didn't really, I don't think it really had anything to do with his play, but even though I'm sure he respects his play. Uh, further ahead. proof that both of those guys speak English plenty well. Uh, of course the, they despite do. Despite the fact that but in the media, they bo- again, both don't. Again, to be fair to both Shohei and Jose Ramirez, of course they speak some level of English, but they're more comfortable speaking in their native language. They're oh, stars. Not, I'm, not, I'm not knocking Yeah, him. no, I know you're not. I'm but not when pe- but some people complain about that. And, you know, if I, if I knew Japanese, okay, which I certainly don't. I wish I did. But if I knew Japanese, I wouldn't be able to speak it as well. I, I could speak English. So if mm-hmm. I was being interviewed, well, I wouldn't want to do it in Japanese. I'd want to do it in English because I'm more comfortable with the nuances of the language. So while Otani and Jose Ramirez, of course, they speak some level of English. 
they're they're gonna there's nuances that if you're not a native speaker, you're not gonna get as well. And we will use it against you in a court of law. People will. 100%. They, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't saying why would Otani say that? You weren't saying it as a knock, but some people do. Yeah, that's they, what, you they'll know. take that little yes. word that you missed. Why can't he speak English? Like that same idiot, if he had to move to Japan, would learn Japanese. <laughs> no. Of course he wouldn't. Go ahead. So my question to you guys. Yeah. We understand that there is essentially a 0.1% chance the Guardians would actually pursue Shohei. Yeah. Now, after hearing him say that he was most excited to be in the dugout with Jose, in your mind, is there anything he could say or do? Is there anything in the world Shohei Otani could say or do to make the Guardians front office legitimately consider putting together a super package to try and acquire him? No. Well, first of all, the Guardians shouldn't trade for him. That doesn't make sense. Not at this point. Or at the beginning of the season, I was like, yeah, let's get crazy. What are you going to do? At this point, it doesn't really make sense. Now, what's the difference in the start of the season and now? They're a first-place team. Yeah, but they're not that good. They're not very good. <laughs> I'm aware of that, yeah. but if you wanted them at the start of the season, they're a first-place team at the you All-Star break. It's, it's, it's a fair – let me just say – Here we go. Yes, sir. It's a fair point, and in the end, if they did it, I'd be perfectly happy. And, and, and but there, there's no <coughs> but chance they're, they're going to do it. But there is one thing he could What's say. The one thing? There is something he could say. Huh. I don't like money. I don't need that other $450 million I'm yeah. going to get this winter. I love Cleveland so much, I will sign here for $130 he million. Pull, he has to pull, I'll give you an example, uh, the great Andre Dawson, Hall of Famer, who I interviewed this week. It was... One of my career highlights, because he's one, one my favorite players growing up were first Bill Buckner, mm-hmm. then it was Ryan Sandberg, uh, uh, and Lee Smith, and Andre Dawson. Those were my favorite players as a kid. I told this, I fanboyed out a little in my interview with Andre Dawson in the beginning. Before we started, I was like, I, had this, I was like, you're one of my favorite players of all time. Gotta say, I'm a huge fan. Anyway, he was awesome. I did like 25 minutes with him, so check out my podcast, which I put out Wednesday. But, I don't know if you remember this, Jason. I don't know if you remember this, G. You're both old enough. Uh, Andre Dawson was a great player for the Expos. Hawk. But it destroyed his knees playing on yep. that awful yep. AstroTurf. Yep. And the year he hit free agency, he was the biggest free agent, but it was the collusion year. Do you remember that? No. The, remember the, uh, the players ended up suing the owners and they won? Yeah. The owners colluded. Nobody was offering Andre Dawson a contract. He was one of the best players in baseball. He was a free agent, and nobody offered him a contract because there was collusion going on. So he basically went out in the media and said, I want to play for the Cubs. Give me a blank contract. I'll sign it. And he signed for like not even, I think it was under a million dollars a year. Wow. It, I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was a, an absurdly low contract. As a fan, selfishly, and a kid, I wasn't thinking about the ramifications right. of it. I was so excited because right. he joined my team. But he basically, he gave the Cubs a blank contract, said, I want to play in Wrigley Field. What are you going to pay me? Yeah, I'll, t- I'll pl- play for almost anything, and that's basically what he did. Yeah, and that would basically have to be the same thing with Otani. I mean, that's obviously not going to happen. Of this is not reality that yeah. we're talking so, about. So, so, but that's what it would take. And if he ca- ever came out and said that, then I think you have so, an actual discussion, put together a package, and do your best to go but, get him. But, and even then, I don't know if the Angels. Would what if the him. ramifications? What What are the ramifications for the Dolans if he comes out and say, "Look, market value for me is probably like 500, 600. Yeah, easy. I'm gonna do it for two twenty-five. If he nope. said what, I would, they would get eviscerated. They would get destroyed in the media if he said two twenty-five. They are not signing a two hundred million dollar oh, contract. Uh, people, I don't care I, who it is. I would. I would be. I would be. Oh, I'd lose my. I'd mind. lose my mind. There's no excuse. There's I, I no think excuse. In the end, Jason is ninety-eight percent right. 
but I would go be so pissed. Well, at that. we'd never know. We'd never. Well, we'd never know because he'd never say that. But, but if, he, if he said that in, in La La listen, Land, I love happened. Cleveland. I don't love Cleveland that much. <laughs> I ain't turning down no, no. three hundred million dollars to let's, stay here. Let's face it. The reality is, like, the guy. There's no Japanese culture in Cleveland, right. and right. I think that's important. That's why I, I'm wrong. That's why I think Seattle is a real player for him this winter. I, no doubt. Like I just, I'd like him to uh, go to the Cubs, but yeah. and I think financially they could pay him. I don't. But they, I, I, he's not going to Chicago. I just don't. I don't. Man, like that's like saying like if, if I'm in business, right? Yeah. And they say, listen, there's a genius out here. This guy, there's a there's a Tesla out here. There's guys out here. This guy is a genius engineer, or this guy is the best financial mind in the world. And I say, okay, where's he at? And he's over here and he said, how much money do you want to pay me? He said, well, we'll talk about it. The fact that you are my company could not even be in the mix for it as a fortune 500 company would be. I would I would want to get out of business. I know it's, it's terrible, but the reality is there's only a few teams that are going to be in the mix. All those teams are going to be interested uh, and he's probably going to end up with either the Dodgers or the Mariners. I think are the two most likely teams he ends up with. I don't think crazy. he's going back to the Angels. And by the way, the Angels are stupid. They won't trade him. They're stupid not to because they could get such a haul. Yeah. And you know what? Even if they want to re-sign him, why couldn't they trade him and then in theory re-sign him anyway? Because aside from Araldis, I don't know that I can recall another. I feel like there was one about 20 years ago, but I don't remember what it was. It's very rare to trade a guy and then get him of back. Of course it's, it's very, very rare. rare. But that's because the team trading him is usually not interested in signing the guy in many cases or can't afford it. In many cases, because it's not usually big market teams that trade guys like that. That, I, that is crazy. It, you, you just know, said that. I, I mean, if I'm the Angels, you no, know, you could you could re- completely restock your farm system with trading. If, if you did that, would the league step in and say you, like if there no. was like it, well if the if if Shohei says trade, here's what we're gonna do: trade me to one of these teams. Yeah, we're gonna get everything they got. If I and if, you know and what? We gonna come, come Carlos, Bo- genius, Carlos Boozer told the Cavs that and wound up in Utah. Jason, in the end, they'd be stupid not to trade him. They're out of it. I think if you trade him, I agree. I think they should trade him. Yeah. But I think by trading him, you're giving up any realistic chance of re-signing him. I, I mean, they got to know how realistic it is to this point anyway. If they, right. if they really think that, I mean, if I were them, I'd say, to, if I were him, I would, and I wanted to stay. I'd say to them, you know, yes. let's trade me and let's, yeah. Get everything and, they got and come give me that okay, bag. Okay. And we'll be back. Get a better team. Okay. And Carlos Boozer told the Cavs that and signed in Utah. But, but Carlos, like, but Car- I'm just telling you, you can't so, take these guys at their word and what I, they say in July. Things change. I hear you. I, I get it. Fair. I'd still trade them because they could get a haul for him. As a, as a player. But they won't. You know they won't. There's no chance they're going to trade him. I'll be surprised if they do. But uh, I wonder if it holds up the trade deadline, the possibility of teams going all in for Shohei. Speaking of going all in. Yeah. Well, I know we've done a little bit of promotion for this on the show, but we haven't fully blown it out. But Earl, myself, and Anthony have been doing a behind-the-glass live stream slash podcast once a week. And last night, this kind of topic came up, whether or not the Guardian should be all in for Otani if he was put on the trade block. And I want to play a clip from Earl on the show yesterday speaking about the opportunity to go all in. Steve, play but the fear in this city to do something outside of the box, something outlandish or something just out of this world, personally, man, it, it drives me crazy. People have this notion that we can't do this or we shouldn't do this because five years from now, 10 years from now, listen, five years from now, 10 years from now, 
we might be dead. This world as we know it might not be the same. You know, I get it preparing for the future, but sometimes, man, you got to live in it now. And if somehow, some way, the Cleveland Guardians can get their hands on Shohei Otani now, damn the future, damn him being a rental, try to go win a World Series now. I think people forget the ultimate goal of any sport is to win a championship. And if you can win a championship now by mortgaging some of your future, then you do it. And if you feel like like not mortgaging your future and building out long-term wins you a championship, then you do it. It's not about the road you take. It's just about getting to your destination of winning the championship. Max. It's so hard. I get what Earl's saying, and I generally agree with him. The problem is, and, and if the Guardians did trade for Shohei Otani, I'd be thrilled. I would not criticize them. But they, you would have to give up at least one of Williams and Bybee in that deal and a whole lot more on top of that. I think it is organizational malpractice to trade for him, to trade for him, given where they're at in the standings yeah. and given realistically what I now, just don't think they have a chance. But now in 2020, yeah, I was advocating exactly that move. Like you knew it was your last year with Frankie. Yeah. So go, go for it. Like go all in trade Nolan Jones. And I, that was back when I used to be on Twitter more and people were like, you just don't understand how it works. I'm like, no, I know exactly how it works. I know that some of these prospects aren't going to hit, but yeah. like, Go all in while you have your last chance with Lindor and then recoup whatever you can in trades in the offseason. But in yeah. this situation, you don't have that. Other than Bieber, you don't have that where a, there's a clock ticking on any of these guys. And this just doesn't feel like the year. I think it's malpractice to try and trade Gavin Williams and Bybee and some of these other guys and mortgage so much for a brief run when it guarantees you nothing and this team still has a ton of holes. I just don't think that this is the – there are other years where I would say, yes, now is the time. I don't think this season is that I, season. I, you, know, you know, I always thought, I always thought it was funny when people talk about mortgages, like a mortgage in, mortgaging in the future. Like, yeah, it's easy to say, like, don't mortgage it, but the people that got, like, houses that live nice, they mortgage it. <laughs> like, and they tell you not to do it. You live in an apartment. Don't mortgage your future. You're like, but listen, I would like to enjoy my today. Yeah. What if today I can live, not live in the projects? What if I can not live next to this creepy old guy? I would probably mortgage it. So I understand what Earl is saying. Like, would it be kind of crazy to give up your best prospects a little bit when you don't think they're that good? Sure. But my question is, I don't think they would do it under any circumstances. Because when they did have a chance to do it when Frankie was there and they did have the team and they did look like they had the pieces and Jose Ramirez is, is in his prime and Frankie is too, they still wouldn't have made that Well, move. they did it in 2016 when they, they traded for Andrew Miller. And I mean, by all accounts, they were in on Bryce Harper that summer that Harper uh, was coming right. up on free agency. Yeah. So I do think in the right situation, I think that they would be aggressive and make that move. I'd I, as, I know it makes no sense for them to trade for Otani. It really makes no sense. However... I would love it if they did. I, I, It'd it, be a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, it would, it would set baseball Guardians on fire. Game. It would set the amazing. city on fire for three months. It would make every Guardians game must-watch That's right. television. That's right. I mean, it's you. he's literally – well, no, he's not literally. He is, like, adding two superstars. Yeah. Two. I, thank you. Thank you for the country. Here's what I'm going to tell you about Japan. Thank you for – thank you for doing something unconventional. Here in the United States, we are too conservative about everything. Oh, God, now, yes. and, and so you found the best player almost ever. 
because you feel because you said we're not going to pigeonhole him right. into doing one or the other. And now Thank we'll eventually you. see more guys. Now, yes. are they ever going to be as good as him? No. But the Giants last year drafted a kid who's pitching and hitting in the minors. They just drafted another kid this year who's pitching and going to hit pitching in the minors. Thank you. I don't. It's not just that he pitches and hits. It's that he's elite at right. both. And I don't think I don't think that we hold kids back from doing that. If oh yeah, we do. Oh, 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 oh Brendan the, McKay did it with the Rays. He got hurt. Like that's the thing. It, it exposes you but to so Jason, many injuries. Before Otani, there they, was they, never there were, kids, a there were people may, may be capable. I don't. Again, who knows if they were capable of being this, this is good at both? One in a billion. No, but there were other guys that you could have tried it with. You, you could have developed that, that skill. That was never set. a possibility in baseball. I mean, they would have never CeCe, tried it. Maybe Cece. Cece was a good hitter. I, the one, see, the one in the, I don't think it's one in a billion. I think it's. Do you practice it? I think it's one in a billion to be this good at both. That's what I'm saying. Yes. yes, but you, but if you can't be Otani, I think that there's guys out there yeah. can be all stars at doing it. I mean, there, there are not. He's a Hall of Fame. By the way, Michael Lorenzen, who was an all-star only because the Tigers had to have somebody, but he's having a pretty decent year. He was being used as a part-time hitter in Cincinnati towards the end of his time there. Like, he was a pinch hitter. Rick Ankiel. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a, there's a guy on the Giants, Reggie Crawford, who was drafted in the first round I last just year. said that, Mike. Where the hell well, are I was looking you? Up, well, I was looking up if Jack Caglione got drafted but he's getting in the draft next year. He's yeah. the top prospect in next year's draft. Yeah. The kid from Florida. So yeah. we're going to see more and more nice. guys. Yeah. All right. Let's go to the Guardians grades now. It we're going to get to an interesting Browns topic in a little bit. But we may, yeah, depending on time, we may save that for next week. Okay. But, maybe we'll save that. Because I know we got th- this might take a little longer. Yeah. We got a couple of things. But tomorrow, the Guardians start their second half of the season. They have 72 games of baseball left. They are 45 and 45 through 90 games, which means it is time to hand out some grades for individual players on their performance just through the first 90 games of this season. I don't want to hear anything about what they've done previously in their careers. This is not career grades. This is just grades for the first half of the season. And with By that, the way, I'm grading them on a curve based on what my expectations were, too. Yes. That's what I'm doing. Yes. All right. Uh, we got about 10 to 12 guys. We got 20, 25 minutes for this, so two, three minutes on each. Right. And let's start with Jose Ramirez. How would you grade Jose's first half? of the 2023 season. All right. You guys ready? I'm ready. Who's going first? B plus. B plus. B plus around the board. No need for a discussion here. Real quick, give me one 10-second statement on why it's a B plus bowl. I mean, just because, you know, he's having a good year. And he's an all-star, but he's not. For him, if if his if it was if it was his stats for any other player on the Guardians, it'd be an A or an a, even higher. But you have such high expectations for him, I can't give him an A because right. he's not having a an he's not even having an MVP level. He's not having him. what he, the first half he had last no. year was just insane. He's and having maybe, a good, solid first and maybe half. Maybe it's unfair to hold that against him, but yeah, no, but I mean, I, obviously the the bar is a lot higher for Jose than way, anybody else. No doubt. Yes. Okay, that was easy. Next up, how would you grade Josh Bell? In the first 90 games Bell. of the season. He's played a little better. He's played a little better the second half of the 90 games. Uh, As a reminder, Bell was their big offseason acquisition, a one-year deal with a player option for a second deal at just over $30 million total. 
G gives him a D plus. I gave him a D plus. Also. Bull gives him a D plus, and Jason gives him a K for strikeout. Uh, I gave That's him a funny. K. He's worse than an F. No, he's a K. He was no. a little. He's been no. a little better. No, for what was expected of Fran Mill Bell, absolutely not. No. He gets a All K. Right. K for him. I, I I like that. We should use K instead of F. <laughs> he's worse than an F. Yeah. All right. Okay, from one disappointment to a guy who million, has... For $16.5 million, that's going to become a $33 million albatross. That's a K. Yeah. Go ahead. Next up, arguably the biggest surprise in a good way of the Guardian season. How about Josh Naylor? A plus, A minus, and Jason with an A. So, A's across the board. Uh, a G. plus for a guy that... Two months ago, was screaming, he can't hit against left-handers. He can't. And you give him an A-plus. That means I... Because you give him an A-plus. That means Because he played at an all-star level. He did. He should have been on the the all-star team. team. For a guy who I think is a good player, but not an all-star player. It's just funny. It's just funny. No, I hear you. He's still (laughs) not good against lefties. uh, But he... We still can't play him against good lefties. Against good lefties. I can leave him I don't want to see him against Shane McClanahan. No. I, I agree with you on that. But against crappy lefties, I can live with it. All right, up next, and I'm very curious to see where you guys land on the grading scales for this guy. Yeah. How about Stephen Kwan? Mm. G with a C, Jason with a C, and Bull with a D plus. Bull, the lowest grader of all. I think Why he's a been D a plus? massive disappointment this year. Massive. I I loved what I saw from him last year. And of all the young players that I thought could go backwards in year two, he was the one I was convinced would not. And he has. Yeah, he has. He's, he's been striking a, out more. He's just yeah, not seen it as he's well. A, right now he's a nut. Listen, Stephen Kwan. You know, he's a really good fielder. Yeah. But his one skill set was his ability to put the bat on the ball consistently, and he's not doing that this year. So he's basically useless as an offensive player if he's not doing that. I wouldn't say he's useless, but he's not having the season that he had last year, and he's not he's not what I thought no. he would be this year. And maybe right. maybe it's just a second-year regression. Yeah, I, I, and I, I think he could bounce back second half of the yeah, year or next I, year. But. I think D-plus is a little harsh, uh, but – my expectations for him were higher. Were higher. I, yeah. That's fair. I yeah. agree with that part. Yeah. We did before the season our prop bets for the Guardians. Yeah. And Jay, and this is not to rag on Jay, because we all said take the over on his hits and average. Yeah. Jay said if he doesn't have at least 185 hits, that was his guaranteed stone cold Jay Crawford lock of the century. Yeah. And he is currently not on but base to get relatively what close a to player, that what, what a player that's not a power hitter – he has to be for them to feel good about what you what you're capable of. You got to be hitting 285, 290. No, no, no. no. He's got to be hitting 320. Uh, Stephen Kwan's got to be a 320 hitter, or he's not an everyday player. I mean, three, who's hitting 320? There's 20. only two guys in the league hitting 320 right who's now. Who's hitting 320? How many guys in the league can't hit home runs and play? No, every no, no. Day? That, that that was not that was. Uh, I don't actually disagree. Yeah, I, I mean, think two, 320 might be a little high. I mean, uh, 310. Seven on the Guardians. 310. <laughs> You can't, I don't want – if you can't hit 300, okay, 
I think 300 is more fair. If you, That's can't fair hit, if you have no power, you've got to hit 300 or have some power. And walks, if, if, like if, walks fast. Right, or good on base, whatever. Bases, if you can't get on base at a high rate right. and have no power, you're useless offensively. And guess what? They got two guys in the outfield like that. Yeah. Let's keep it moving. Three. It's not like Will Brennan's got a ton of power. Hey, hey listen, we, at this point. But at least Velasquez is going to hit some home runs in 2028. Yeah. Go ahead. Ralph, I'm a fan of anyone named Ralphie. That's just a great name. A I'm, name. I'm rooting for Ralphie. Yeah. All right, next up, a guy who before the season signed a six-figure, uh, no, a nine-figure deal with the Guardians. How about Andres Jimenez? How would you grade him through the first 90 games of the season? <laughs> A D from Bull, a C from G. And what do we got from Jason? D. D. A D. So two Ds yeah. and a C. G. You start us off, then Jason, you rebuke. Uh, he, he came on a little better than he started off, but he's, his start is, is warranted of the Ds that they gave him. Uh, 248, that's not going to get it done. His glove work is, is what it is, but there's too many guardians. We keep talking about that glove work and, and no, no hitting. Seven home runs, they didn't give you $100 million for that. And so you got to look at it. If you are looking at the money that they've given out, right? You say, Bell, why you give him that deal? You got straw? It, look, that, why you give him that deal? Jimenez has not lived up to that deal. Granted, it's just this is the second year after he got it. But oh, first year after he got it. First year after the extension. And so there's, I, I can't look at anybody on the staff and say or on the team and be like, well, that was a great deal right there, except for Jose's. Mm-hmm. And I mean, right now he's not living up to it. I think he had nine RBIs in like middle of May. Yeah. So he's gotten. He's peated up a little bit. Right. Obviously, not hasn't lived up to what no. we expected. Hasn't lived up to the contract. I'm still bullish on him long term. I think he'll I be okay too. long term. But this hasn't been a good first half of the year for I him. I wonder if he was trying to live up to that contract too Maybe. much. If that was on his mind. Maybe. Especially early in the season. Sure. All right, Mikey. Next up, the shortstop. Ahmed Rosario. How would you grade him <laughs> through 90 games? You know season? what? This is kind he's of a tough up. one because he was so bad the first two. And now, he he's, always now he's hot. And he played really well uh, in June. I had, you know, medium expectations for him. I am, I'm, you know what? A C from Bull, a B minus from G, and a C minus from Jason. Jason, you're the low man here. Why so low on Ahmed Rosario? I just have never been high on him. I didn't like the talk of uh, extension before the season. I thought that was kind of bonkers. I don't think he's an ideal number two hitter. I don't can't think play the field. He's not great defensively. No. He's he's gotten better since he got here. He's certainly improved, but he's not a great shortstop defensively. I just I think he's a jag, and I'm just not really impressed. He has gotten better uh, lately. He he's always terrible in April. He always heats up as the summer goes. He'll, he'll have a couple big games. He'll have some four and five hit games that he wins them coming going forward. Happens every year, and that's great, and that's fine. But overall, I think he's a jag. To me, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't expect much of him. So because my expectations are that he's a guy that won't be on this roster long term. He's just a guy that kind of you know peters around and fills in and does his thing before he's gone. But if you if you saying that that there's a lot of guys that are like that on this team. Shane Bieber ain't gonna be here. Guess what? He's not playing as well. There's a lot of other people. Nope. Will uh, Will Brennan? He looks like he might not be part of that outfield. He's not playing as well. But Rosario, he just keeps plugging along and 
get his hits here and there, and he'll have a couple games like Jason said where he'll go for three for four and have a couple runs scored, and you'll be like, oh, not that bad. So far, Naylor and Ramirez are the only good grades. All right, next up, you guys ready? Yeah. How about my guy, my personal best friend, the killer of all birds, the Sultan of SWAT 2.0? How about Will Brennan? If there's not an A-plus for all three of you, I'm kicking I, I, you off the set. I want to see his numbers. Do you have his numbers? Well, what are his numbers? Do we have Will Brennan's numbers? Jason, that's the worst question you've ever asked on the show. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's worse. He's hitting a very nice 269. Five home runs, 26 RBI, six stolen bases. If you were hitting 269 and you are a corner outfielder, now what's funny is you Quan, have 15 home runs. What's Quan hitting? Quan's numbers are almost Quan's identical. Quan's 263 to that. with two home runs and 27 RBIs. And like 17 stolen bases. Quan, there you go. So Quan got, what do we give Quan? A C minus or D? No, y'all gave him C minus. I gave him a D minus. I, I gave, gave him a, a C. And I'm giving Brennan a B for almost identical numbers. How? Expectations coming in. I gave him in. a C plus. I gave him a B because he wouldn't be supposed to be an everyday player at the start of the year. So you're right, talking about he's expectations. Not like an everyday player. Well, he's, he's, he's probably doing about what I thought that he would do with everyday at bats, but he was not expected to get everyday right. at bats at the start of the year. And he I should be getting everyday at bats. I mean, realistically, he's probably a fourth outfielder. Realistically, yeah, he's I mean, average. I don't know that they have any starting outfielders. <laughs> I hope Quan I, is. I, I think I would be fine. Miles Straw is definitely not a starting outfielder. I would be fine with Quan as the everyday center fielder going forward, and that's a change from where I was last year. I liked him in left field last year, but right. I, I'm I've seen enough. I'd like to see Quan in center every day. Right, because you got it. Was you because it's done enough with Straw. Right? Well, I was never that high on him, but right. I understood it. Well, yeah. Straw, wait, 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 wait. Miles Straw is the last of our offensive okay. players to grade. So before we get into a Straw discussion, yeah. how Next. would you grade Miles Straw? Oh, <laughs> Bull. I just want to make sure we have a grade on it before. We, I see Bull writing very angrily. G with a D minus. I'm going to guess Bull gives him an F7 minuses. <laughs> Slap dick. <laughs> That's his grade. Miles, oh. Not appropriate with kids in the room, but <laughs> I wasn't thinking about it. I'm giving him a C. C. Yes. We knew what he was. He's wow. Still, no, listen. Wow. Why, why he's been even worse. No, he's, he's worse he's than exactly what you thought he was going to be. Jason. He's elite defensively. He can't hit. He's we not elite that. defensively. If you look at the oh, act, not this on. year, he hasn't been. You gave that man a he, C? Because I had no expectations for him. He's Jason, exactly what I thought he was. If you look at the analytics on defense, which are flawed, I give you that. But that's what he did. Oh, hell no. Hell, two thirty six. He is exactly what he we thought he would be. He's not elite this year defensively. Okay, he's not. He's not been great defensively. I know he made a great relay throw. That one great relay throw doesn't make him great defensively. He has the worst OPS or the second worst OPS in all of baseball. He's a horrible player, and he should not be starting. But I'm basing it on the expectations, I get it, which were still, very, very me, low. Me, but I think he's been even worse. But whatever. I mean, maybe. That's why I didn't give him an A. I gave him a C. Hold on. This is crazy. This is ridiculous. This is why you got – this is why – this is why you have to go ahead and, 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 and write this down. What, what, By the way, Miles. Did you expect, did you expect him to hit 300 this year? Uh, no, but here's the deal. By the way, Miles, for all this talk about, oh, if Miles Straw was in a good lineup, Miles Straw is not starting for any good team in baseball besides the Guardians. None. Zero. You know uh, why? Because every other team has a good defensive. I'm not saying too, he's having a good year. I'm not saying he's having a good I year. I'm I get saying I had no expectations I for him anyway. He's like the one guy that hasn't been a massive disappointment because we were disappointed already. We've been trash so long. We forget what real grades look like. 
Now, if we're going to compare some people, we just said we got a bunch of people in outfield bad 220 and 230, no home runs. Look, this is what our see, this is what people it's, like it's me. It's really pathetic. This is what we used to have. Oh, I know. Believe Kenny Lofton. I know. Sitter. Albert Bell and Manny Ramirez. That was this is what we used to have. We cut our left arm to get one of these dudes back. And there and, and when they fell off. But now we get straw. And these guys that bat 225 and we pathetic. This is tough. It's tough for me to do it. By the I way, Quan, a good good snap by Steve Becker. Uh Quan has already struck out 48 times this year, struck out 60 times all of last yeah. season. He's not seen it as well. Nope. Crazy. All right, before we get to the pitchers, I want to recap what we did on the hitters. Josh Naylor was an A, Jose was a B, and we had mixed bag of results for literally <laughs> everyone else. I'm going to read some chat grades for the pitching staff as we go through the pitchers here. And whenever we read grades from the chat or comments from the chat, it's brought to us by our dear friends at PCC Airfoils. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, well, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus full benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. So after we're done giving grades, I'll read a couple from the chat. Somebody just died. Gee's playing video games on his phone. Gee, <laughs> you good? Yeah, man, my hey, strong. Reed is not a time to check out here because we have a couple more pictures Call to get of Duty to on that G's are phone. very important. And let's start with the guy who we've talked about more on the mound than anyone else in a Guardians uniform this year, Shane Bieber, who may or may not be a Guardian by the end of the year. But how would you grade him through the Can first ninety Shane, games? What's Shane's this ERA right now? I know he's just been Shane's ERA. I believe. By the way, Miles Straw in center field, tied for fourteenth. In defensive run save. What's wrong with that? That's not elite, and he brings <laughs> nothing else to the table. He is a 3.77 ERA, Jason. Okay, who, who's the first one? Shane Bieber. 3-7. What's his win-loss record, even though Bull tells me that doesn't matter anymore? Bull's win-loss record is 5-6. and six. Okay. Bull's win-loss record? <laughs> I got a much better win-loss record than that. Bull uh, thinks he's undefeated. <laughs> he's not. No, not undefeated. <laughs> 95%. C-minus for Shane. Bulls uh, painting a Picasso over there. Mm, nah, I'm just thinking about it. D. A D for Shane Bieber. Uh, you know what? A Dang. D minus. Oh. Even worse. Wow. He, he he's not he's I expected it. But Ace. we but Ace? we but we knew going into the season that his velocity was down, you his did. margin for error. But he was, pitched better last year. And he got off to a good start this year, and he's just been dreadful his last couple of starts. Uh. He got off to a good start? Yeah. Uh, Go was, look at his numbers after his first few starts. How many elite starts has he had this year? Probably one. Oh, I don't know. Two. But, but at, early on, we were saying, I don't know how he's doing it, but he's getting guys out. His slider's working. But he, he's not been dominant all year. No. He, he hasn't he's been. been a, he's been a huge disappointment. And again, I've said it a hundred times on here, whether yeah. it's the sticky stuff or the shoulder, he's not the same pitcher that no. he was the year the Cy no. Young. Yeah. He's just not. But I'd still say it's a C-, just all based right, on expectations. I'm going D-. Minus. Okay. Next up, uh, no, I'm gonna read some chat grades. I forgot. We got a couple C's. Bailey Dietrich says C. Tequila Mockingbird C. Ao Rage says C. Uh, Oliver Rourke says D. So about on par with where we go. Next up, and this is gonna be a tough one, and I hate to do this to my guy, but 
Cal Quantrill, how would you grade the first part of his 2023 season? Oh, man. This guy, he's a funny dude. Looks like a sideways four. Uh, that's a – Upside down I don't want to say now. what that kind of looks like, yeah. <laughs> there You're you one go. line away from something really bad there, Bull. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's an F. I'm assuming – it is an F, right? F. Yeah. A C minus and you Jason. Have, you had high hopes of Cal Council? Uh, I thought he'd be. I mean, he was unbeaten at home last I year. I thought he'd be a solid number three, number four three, guy, four starter. Yeah, he's, he's a six heinous. six point five ERA. He's been unstartable. He was he hurt. Has, he has minimal. He don't have. He don't got electric stuff. No, no. but I no. There's plenty of pitchers <laughs> that have nice careers without electric stuff. Good solid pitchers. I mean, I don't know if that's the case. I gave today. Shane Bieber a D minus. Yeah, and he's been way better than Quantrill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Shane Bieber has better stuff than Quantrill. I know that, but that's why I was harsh with the grades. I had expectations. See, he's, Kyle Quantrill is, a, 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 is medium sauce. He's my, he's medium right, sauce. Right, but he is. But and, he's pitched like, like And he's pitched below garbage. medium sauce. He's, yeah. he's, he's pitched he, like Parmesan garlic. Well. You're anti-Parmesan garlic? I'm not a big Parmesan. Uh, I don't like Parmesan. I love garlic. See, they, they, they think because you throw Parmesan and garlic, you, get, you can get rid of the rest of the seasoning. No, it still needs salt. It still needs seasoning. Stop just coming with that Parmesan. Why can't I get garlic wings without the Parmesan? I like garlic. I, I, I like, like Parmesan garlic. better than garlic. I don't mind. Yeah, you know what? I'm not as down on Parmesan garlic Look as I You're thought. back in. I'm you back were out. In. Now I'm you're in. I'm back in. All right, next. Next, this is a in totality grade. You, you want to do a fan? the fans? Oh, yeah. Quantrill? I got to go get the fans in. We yeah. got F, F next. Uh, Joe Roscoe says in. He's been injured, though, but still not great. Lawrence Goggins says D. Uh, Eric Spice says he's horrendous. Rourke says F. Disregard hey! injury. He's been awful. D at absolute best. All right, next. This is not including Class A. This is the rest of the bullpen outside of Emmanuel Class A. How would you grade the Guardians bullpen, which was their strength last year, minus their closer? That's hard. Inclu- including De La Soul? I don't, look, I don't call him De La Soul. He's De La Soul. Like, uh, Hinches, uh, yeah, they ain't like they was last year. They not like they was I'm going C. Year. Yeah, we're all on the same. I threw page, a slash page. in there at the end. C to C minus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the bullpen's been disappointing. It's been better, I feel like, lately. Yeah. And there's some guys who are doing, you know, fine. Karen Check's been a huge disappointment. Yep. yep. Uh, their bullpen is like okay right now. We expected yeah. it. To I don't be trust really Stefan at all. I know he got the multi-year yeah. deal, but I don't trust Trevor. No, Stephan. I don't either. So, what about Emmanuel Classe, the closer? Leads the league in saves. Also leads the league in blown saves. How would you grade the Guardians All-Star closer through 90 games of the 2023 season? That's a really tough one for me. It is too. really B tough. B plus for G. He, he's over. He's, he's he's overworked. Too. I gave him a B minus, just based on expectation. He does lead the league in saves. He is yeah. an all star, but he's also uh, been hit a little bit. Hasn't had quite as dominant of a year as he's had in the I'm past. I'm with Jason. I'm a B minus. I'm a B minus. I thought about going C plus even, because it's weird. The saves are so high. It's hard to be critical. I know, I mean, but it, he, it's that's but a, he's that's had a, a product, lot of games where he hasn't been good. That's he, the product he plays of all every that. game. Right. He does. Pr- it seems like he pitches every game. I'm <laughs> glad he took all-star break off. I'm re- I yeah, said that yeah, earlier yeah. on the show. 
shut him down. I didn't want him to pitch. Take yeah. He needs a time off. Tito got him on that Walmart schedule. They go stock them shelves and clock out. <laughs> he might be one of the toughest guys to grade because his highs have been high. He's just Good had gracious. more lows than we saw last yeah. year. Speaking of Walmart, I heard this comedian. I can't remember who it was now saying. <laughs> oh, oh, it was it, it, I can't remember who it was. But anyway, he's like. I, I sick of this. Uh, everybody wins a trophy at Little League. Which yeah. Everybody complains about that. I think ninety five percent of people don't like everybody wins a trophy. So this idea that there's so many people that want everybody to win a trophy, I don't believe that. However, he did have a good line. He's like, you got to admit there are winners and losers in life. Just go to Walmart at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Those people make the Walking Dead look like they're walking the red carpet. Hey man, and if, hold on, you know. They even stopped. They even stopped opening them in 24 hours a day now. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a lot. Walmart. Walmart's new close time is like 10. It's inappropriate. Yeah. We. We, about to right, we got three day. more guys. Yeah. Three more, and then we will get to uh, one of my college buddies, Ian Steele, who's checking in from Good. Providence to help us break down some Guardians draft picks here. How would you grade the contingent, the young pitchers for the Guardians that they've brought up this year? Allen, Williams, and Bybee. Put throw them together? Throw them all in one. I don't like that. You want to do it individually? I was just trying to I make sure we, we got it. it. It is a baseball rule. I'm we know it. it is called 95. It is the Braves. It is Glavin, Maddox, and Smoltz. We shall put them in a threesome. I'm going to throw. Whoa. I'm gonna, pause. Oh, hello. Big pause. Super duper. I'm going to write a grade for each individually. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I followed the rules. I'm a rule follower. I Thank you, Jason. One grade. Hey, man, that's the only reason to watch the Guardians is these young boys. I mean, Williams is barely pitched. Wasn't he made three starts? Three starts. Four. Huh. Easy. <laughs> it's easy money. Think about it. If you had any other, if you had any other rookies coming up, they don't. Bieber's played like terribleness. They gave him a terrible grade. Uh, McKenzie hasn't even pitched all year, and the Guardians are in first place with rookies. That's an A immediately. I got. And they ain't got no sticks. I got an A from for Bybee, a B for Williams, and a B minus for Allie. And if you Allie. balance all those out, I it's give a B, B plus. plus. Yeah, yeah, I give a B plus. <laughs> For, I appreciate the yeah. detailed breakdown. It makes sense. I mean, we just haven't seen a ton from yeah, Williams. Gavin Williams. Bobby's been really good. Bobby's been really good. So it's, it's a shame we're only going to be able to keep one of them. Nah. <laughs> Do you realize Bobby's pitched the second most innings of any pitcher on the Guardians this year? Yeah, not a surprise. I mean, he came Zavali's up. been hurt. McKenzie's been hurt. We're going to have the conversation. Quantrill is hurt. Now I say in air quotes. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was. I thought. I thought that the first time yeah. he went on the DL yeah. was he was hurt because they were just trying to make room. Right. But now I kind of think it's yeah, maybe. it's legit. Uh, but I, we're gonna have start having the discussion here soon about shutting these guys down or spreading out their innings or in, hitting innings limits with Bybee, especially oh, with Bybee. Hey, hold on. That starts. No, to no, 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 no. How they gonna 
let, how are you going to shut the man down and miss the playoffs? These things you. are so dumb. It doesn't work. They shut down Steven Strasburg. How'd that work out? He's still hurt. These guys are going to get hurt. These innings limits are stupid. Uh, this crazy. To a point. I'm just telling you. This it's is I know. It's dumb. I don't like it. Hang on. I'm going to pull it up. Go ahead. Yeah, Stall for ahead. 30 seconds. Let me pull All it right. up. We have two more grades. Yeah. We are going to do. Just crazy. And then we got the chat full poll. Who's calling me from Houston, Texas right now? I'll have to get back to you later, sir. Right. Or ma'am, whoever you are. How about would you grade Terry Francona Ooh. through the first 90 games of the season? Terry has not done a good job. It's been one of his worst seasons. I got D him with a D. Bowl. Remember, uh, Frank called, you know. I gave him a B because wow. they're right on pace for what they've done every year. We were screaming and hollering about how bad they were, and if you went back and looked at the numbers, Mike, didn't we do this like two weeks ago? They were like right on pace for they last year. one game worse than they were last year. After so, 90? I, no, through 84 games, they were one game worse. So I can't – it feels worse because expectations were a little bit higher this year, obviously. So I'm not going to give them an A. Had no expectations. It, it's regarding yeah. – we're grading it on the scale. My expectations were much higher. Yeah, and that's why I gave him a B. And I think he's made a lot uh, – uh, listen, he's not the best in-game manager to begin with. That's not his strength. I think he's done a poor job this year. I think he's Give done. I did. First of all, he's he's thrown class A uh, way too much. He uh, did not bring Naylor up quick enough. And Oscar Gonzalez is just somewhere in Na the shadow yeah, realm. Naylor was not that. his. Naylor was not his call. I don't blame him for that. Oscar Gonzalez 100% should be in the big leagues right now and playing every day. Let's go. And last That's but not again, least, not and shout out to the YouTube community tab. Over 800 votes in this ah! poll. The Guardians. Got a C-plus from ESPN as a team through the first 90 games of the season. How would you grade the Guardians in totality up to this point? 90 games in. They currently sit in first place with a 45-45 and 45 record. You want that from us? Let's see where these dudes are. I was trying to look up Bybee numbers. What are we grading? The Guardians, the Guardians as a team. D. Bobby Stone, 70 innings as a 3.34 ERA. No, I was trying to look for his up his minor league last year, his innings total from last year. You give him a D, a G with a C minus, and Jason with a C minus. C minus. They're a first place team. I can't give him a D. I mean, first place only because of the division. Yeah, I mean, that yeah. has nothing to do with them. I, I mean, if they're I, in any other division, they're they're out of it. Yeah, and I, if they're in the East, I'm probably giving them a D minus. F. Uh, if they're another C minus, once again. I told you yesterday, uh, the Guardians are the college girlfriend. You know, you're not me. You might not be with them in a couple months or a couple of years, but at the end of the day, uh, you're gonna ride that thing out until April. You're not gonna break up with her in, in November of that year. You, you'll figure it out. So yeah, C minus, and you know, it's no hard feelings. You just we, you just see it's what it is. The only thing, the saving grace for them, is their young pitching staff, right? People want to tune in to see their young pitching staff. People like it. And by the way, I feel sorry because if the Guardians really, like, really did put some money into it, I want to see what the economics would look like because the attendance is going way, going way up. If people are buzzing about going down to the park, day 45 and 45, and they seem to hit something uh, in a little bit of stride when it comes to that attendance. So I would, I want to see them continue to keep – Winning it during the, you know, down the backstretch, but it'd be, it'd be surprising if, what they could do if they just go get one more bat. All right, Mikey. And with that, 
It is 12 o'clock, which means it's the lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And this week, you know the Call of Companies Championship is going on down at the beautiful Firestone Country Club in Akron. The Senior PGA Tour is starting today, goes through the weekend, and you know we are their biggest fans and sponsors. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 